Welcome to the Fathom Academy podcast, a podcast designed by Fathom for Fathom to resource you to go deeper in your relationship with God. I'm Kyle Knight. I'm the youth and digital minister here at Fathom. Thank you for listening in wherever you are. And welcome to really the first podcast episode of 2022. Uh, it's It's been a while. Um, it, we, we took a little bit of a break. We're getting the podcast schedule, everything like that um, going and set. Um, so we just welcome you to our, our first episode really of the new year. I know it's close to the end of January, but, um, we are, we are really, really excited. I'm really excited about this episode and, um, some future ones coming up. Um, but I just wanted to say thank you for, for listening in, for tuning in. Um, and I wanted to welcome Joel Kathy here. Welcome Joel. It's great to be here, Kyle. Um, now Joel is, uh, this is kind of a continuation of a series we started last year, uh, our meet the staff series, as you could tell by the title of this podcast, our meet the staff series, Joel is one of our new interns. And so, I mean, I guess there'll be a little subtitle to this meet the staff, meet the interns because we have Joel. And then we also have Josh, which we'll have on here as well, meeting him, um, but this is kind of it, what, what's awesome is uh, our our staff here at Fathom is growing and it's great. And we have two awesome guys who are interns now who just started, Joel being one of them. And we are just really excited to have him here as well as Josh. But um, this is sort of a continuation of our meet the staff slash meet the interns. So, Joel, we are super excited for you to be here. Um now let's uh let's let's just get into it. We really just want to get to know you more. First of all, um, how long have you actually been here at Fathom? Um, my wife and I have been coming to Fathom for probably the last three months now, four months or so. Awesome. So we're still pretty new to the church, but we love it very much. That's great. So yeah, like three or four months. Um and you're here and now you're an intern. It's great. We'll get, we'll get into all that, but Joel, tell us a little bit about yourself, um, where you're from, where you grew up. You can go into as much or as little detail as you want. If you go into a little detail, I'll just ask you more questions, but tell us, tell us a little bit about yourself. Absolutely. Um, I'll start at the beginning. I grew up in Colorado, did not get the native status. I was born in Minnesota <laughs> Uh, hey, that's okay. Yeah. You still grew up. Still here. pretty close. Yeah. Um, so close. <laughs> when I was two, we moved to Colorado. I uh, grew up in Thornton, Denver area um, for about 15, 15 years or so, it would have been, and then moved to Grand Junction, so west side of the state, for a handful of years, and just moved back to Denver this past summer. So I've been all around. That is awesome. So- so Grand Junction, I know Amanda Blem is silently cheering for yes the Western Slope. Yes, is that we are the Western Slope, <laughs> like and some people have called Denver the Eastern Slope, but it's it's the Front Range. Front Range, it's the Front Got Range. It. Yeah, we are the Western Slope. You are the, that is definitely the Western Slope. Um, tell us a little bit about your 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 childhood growing up, sisters, brothers, for siblings, sure. parents, all that kind of good stuff. Yeah. So grew up with uh, two sisters. I am the middle child. Uh, my dad has been in ministry for about as long as I can remember. So I've had him as my youth pastor and then my young adults pastor. Awesome. So I never he was always involved in all of that. But 
yeah, growing up in Denver with my two sisters, kind of regular, <laughs> regular life, going to public school. I was homeschooled for two years mm-hmm. of my high school, so I have a little bit of that. It was my uh, freshman and sophomore year of high school, and then I went into community college shortly after that, Front Range Community College. Nice. Had the regular life growing up, I suppose. Was into baseball, Cub Scouts, all things like that. Trombone Sweet. was very oh. popular as a kid. Oh, there you go. Middle school trombone. Can you still play the trombone? Uh, I could probably put out a note or two. I it's been years, but because yeah. I know, like some people that might be listening, you have you have seen Joel up on stage playing the bass. Were you playing bass, bass guitar? Maybe once? Have you done it more than once? No. One uh, time. The other Sunday was my first time well, at sweet. Fathom. But so, no, so we know you can play the bass. Yes. And you can play trombone. I can play trombone. Awesome. Bass was my first love. Um, sweet. Also play acoustic and electric guitar. And I do play a pretty good kazoo. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there it is. And I know Amanda is listening now. Amanda, we need to get him up there. Play the kazoo. Absolutely. Are you serious though? Like, oh, yeah. is that the, oh, I? Man. So okay, we got to do this story, sometime. Little side story on that. We, when I was a part of the college ministry in Grand Junction, we had a women's of worth dinner where mm-hmm. the guys would put on a nice dinner for all the gals, mm-hmm. not for any dates or anything like that. It's like just you're you have worth, God given yeah. worth, and we want to kind of honor you in that way. And I founded the Grand junction kazoo symphony and it was four it was me and three other college guys and we uh yeah we held our own and we played the kazoo and it was great it was magnificent the grand junction kazoo symphony Symphony. (laughs) does this still is Uh, is this still a thing now or did it one of my brother or kendall toss out kendall fisher uh he brings it up every once Every once in a while, so it's we've we've wow. disbanded at the moment, um, but <laughs> we still got that in our in our hearts, I suppose. That is so. You know, on my list, I had ask him about some interesting things about us. We've already covered that. That would be one of these. them. That is Founded fantastic. The Grand Junction. We are going something. to need to bust that out at some point. <laughs> Absolutely. Um. Man, that's great. Um, tell us about uh, what you would you go to school for? Mm. Um, what are you doing now, school wise? All that stuff. Absolutely. So I, I, after my family moved to Grand Junction, my sister and I attended Colorado Mesa University. I got my bachelor's in mass communication and digital design. Nice. So decided to stay with the communication side of things. Um, focused mainly on. Writing, photography, videography, public relations, all those kind of things were um, part of my study there. So still absolutely love doing those things. And now I'm continuing and getting my master's in divinity with a concentration in biblical preaching at Denver Seminary, which kind of fun fact, my dad went to Denver Seminary 20 years prior. Nice. So some of the professors are Uh. some of the same professors that taught him, actually. Do they do they recognize the name? They do. Like, At least mm. my Greek professor did. She recognized uh she recognized my dad's name. She remembered him. Oh man. Which is wow. That's really cool. That is something super cool. Okay. Yeah. Um, so as as we're talking about seminary, like that kind of stuff in your your degree now, um, mm. first tell us uh really quickly what your 
like like what your job title is here, what your focus is Absolutely. here, and then we'll we'll like dive more into that. But just let us know what you're right. what you're interning for. So here at Fathom, my official ish yeah, sure. title <laughs> is the young adults minister intern, and go. part of what uh, my role is with Fathom is to kind of cultivate a discipleship group for the college community here at Fathom, mm-hmm. as it's. A new community that Fathom's mm-hmm. not exactly used to, so creating a group from them to have fellowship with people and in, in the same age, same phase of life, and building community and discipleship um, with the with the youth. So yeah, that's, that's kind awesome. of what my role would be in the church on a weekly and monthly basis. That's awesome because yeah, if 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 you're listening and if you've been here longer than I mean, if you've been here for only a year. Um, you would have thought, man, we've had all these college students since the beginning of Fathom, but we really haven't. That's sort of like a new thing that's been a huge blessing. Um, but I know even before Joel got here, we were like, you know, we we just somehow were blessed with like 30 college students coming on a Sunday morning and we need to do something about that. So right. we are we are super glad you are here, Joel. Super and, glad and, and, and called to this. Um, in, in talking about that, what has, um, what has that kind of been like for you in your life being called into, um, maybe into ministry in general, take us kind of through that, um, whether it's young adults or youth or whatever like that, tell us a little bit about, um, how you got called into this. Absolutely. So I guess my testimony in a, in a nutshell is that, um, this kind of ministry was not in, in my line of sight for mm. a while, actually. Um, my original plan, or like how God flips those around, was <laughs> the military. Actually, the mm. Air Force was my life goal until I was probably about 20. Wow. So I thought that's where I wanted to be. Both my parents were in the Air Force, mm. um, kind of had the family history there. I thought it was a very honorable um, position and absolutely still is. Um, but it was... Yeah, my junior year of college, and I was going back, actually back to Denver on a spring break to visit some old friends and then Mm -hmm. driving back to Junction and having a good time of prayer in the car, worship, and that was the first time that I felt the Holy Spirit, um, just an out-of-the-blue conviction. Um, I do feel like God was speaking to me to surrender the military dream Mm -hmm. without providing another route of like, I want you to surrender it for this. Mm. Uh, the Lord did not give me that at that mm. time. It was, I need you to surrender this. I have something else for your life. And I wrestled with that. Cause at first I said, no, right. <laughs> I just said, Lord, no, I, I, this is literally what I've been working to. I was mm. in the youth military programs of air patrol for a handful of years, graduated that program. That was, I, that was where my life was going. Mm. And I, yeah, I wrestled with God for about a year or so. Um, even when I graduated college, that voice was still there telling me that it's, this is where, this is where you want to go, but you're not really seeking me. Mm. And so I wanted to do, um, the military and try and do ministry with that. My relationship with God was strong and growing, but he helped me realize that I was, um, I had a life plan and I was asking God to bless it rather than seeking what God would have for me, ultimately, mm. asking him to bless something without really seeking him. So that was a big point of conviction for me. And it was the summer after I graduated that I was on a 
um, summer remodeling because I got into carpentry throughout college as well. I don't know thing about me, but we were remodeling one of the camps for the college ministry I was a part of. And it was there that for like the Lord really drew a line in the sand for me. It's like, right, are you going to, are you going to choose me or are you going to continue on like this? And that's where I said, okay, Lord, you win. And uh, immediately just uh, a breath of fresh air, just a weight off my shoulders and chaos at the same time. Cause then <laughs> my mind's like, so what am I going to do this? Mm. I, the Lord just hasn't shown me something. So right. it was really hard to explain to people as well as like, I'm, this has been my life goal, and now it might not be mm. without something else. So, but immediately after that, just the joy that the Lord gave me, and in, mm. in, in that surrender, ultimately, um, He gave me a list of names. He says, "I've been taking you through um, a book of the Bible. I want you to start a men's group and go through that book that you've already studied." And and then He gave me a list of names, guys that I knew from work, from church, and. And after that, I started the men's group and almost every single guy that I wrote down attended at least once. And right after that, a position in the youth group opened up for an adult volunteer. They needed someone to step up and Mm -hmm. felt the Lord call me right to that. So just right after that phase of of wrestling and doubt and and uncertainty, um, Lord had me working Mm -hmm. and just being involved in youth ministry. I was working with high schoolers and just the joy, tremendous joy and purpose that I felt when I was doing that. That's Mm. where God continued to show me, this is what I have you doing. This is what you're meant to do. That's probably the first time. And I remember describing it to one of my friends at a different group um, that like I'm working with the youth. It's, it doesn't just feel amazing because it Mm. did. I love working with the young men, discipling them and walking with them and, and teaching the word. It's, which I had done a little bit of before, but for this time it felt again, more like a purpose, mm. like the spiritual joy that I had. And it didn't just feel good. It was, I really felt the Holy spirit and, and God calling me, this is what you're supposed to do. Mm. And that was the first time that that had happened in my life. So I say that was really the tipping point of, I want you to do my ministry in, in this way. Mm. And um, that took surrender. And it's been one of the absolute best spiritual phases of my life of, of growth. Mm. And uh, yeah, that, there's my calling to ministry. I believe God's brought me, uh, brought me from what I thought I wanted to do to what right. um, was for the kingdom. That's, that's an awesome story. Um, I mean, I, I like how you said, I mean, that's, it's pretty crazy how I think a lot of the times and not like everybody else's story or, um, but like, sometimes when I think of like, Oh, so like somebody's calling or like changing direction, like God changing our, our directions or, 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 or our path or whatever it is, um, that it's almost like, okay, he, he ends this one mm. and then gives you what's next. Like, you're not going to do this. You're going to do this instead. But yours is almost like, you're not going to do this. And you're like, okay, well then what? And it's like, you didn't know right away what that other thing was. It was like, you're just not going to do. And I just feel like, like how hard was that to, to kind of hear that is that, that military thing was like, Hey, nope, this is not what you're going to do. Don't know what it is yet, but how hard was that? Incredibly. Mm. It, I, yeah, 
I wasn't sure what to do or what's, mm. or even how to explain that to somebody. Right. My entire family knew mm. everybody I knew knew that I wanted to do this and was going to do this mm. and having to describe, I'm not, I'm just not going to because the Lord doesn't want me to <laughs> is very hard. Even um, I'm sure everybody understood, right? <laughs> no, oh, yeah, <laughs> not as much right. for, uh, for some of my family. Mm. It was a little difficult. Um, but I wanted, I, I did try to negotiate with God in mm -hmm. a way where a good friend of mine had actually just tried to get into the Coast Guard. And mm -hmm. then they found out he had a, a condition that would need a, an EpiPen. He was just kind of turned away. So it was just kind of more of a clear answer of, no, this isn't where you're supposed to go. So I, I tried to, quote, negotiate with God. I was like, Lord, just let me try. Mm -hmm. Like, if there's something like wrong or just for some reason, let that be an indicator. Mm -hmm. And, and that didn't happen. That I, was trying to negotiate that so i think part of me wanted it to make sense to other people rather right. than just explaining this is where god wants me to go mm. and that does not make sense to people without that eternal perspective right. and it's hard to explain sometimes it's like i'm not doing this because the lord doesn't want mm. me to and i have tremendous respect for the people who do and are called to do that and that's awesome that's amazing and sometimes I do feel that. I feel like uh, Satan does remind me of that sometimes when I see someone in the military or something like that. It's like, you could have had that. You mm. could have done that. Could have had that worldly and, say, Christian respect right. at the same time. But now I'm pursuing something that doesn't warrant everybody's respect. Mm. And it's like, I, I want to care more about what God thinks personally with my life choices. I want to live that way. Mm. And so, yeah, going through that time was difficult, um, but God carried me through and kind of showed me. I say that my my reasons for doing it came after the fact, not before. Mm. There weren't like obstacles before that saying, no, you shouldn't do this. I do feel like God was calling me to choose, to make a choice, to choose what he had for me mm. without even telling me what that was. And then afterwards with that purpose and feeling and the opportunities, I think those were what made it clear that this is why. Mm. Man, that's cool. That's that's what a, what an awesome story. Um, Glory to God. Yeah, for sure. Um, you you mentioned your uh, dad was a pastor. Yes, is a pastor still. Yes, cool. uh, my dad is the is the lead pastor at Monument View Bible Church in Fruita, which is close to Junction. Yeah, awesome. Um, how was that? And you and and you don't have to talk so long about that, but like, just how how was that growing up? um being a pk pastor's kid yep. um like like how was that on you like was it like pressure on you um what that looked like for other people yeah just like how was that being a pastor's kid yeah i say overall good it's mm. i think because it was all that i knew it i didn't see it that way too much like that the mm. church i was like in a fishbowl and the church was watching our family which i know they were because we're right. In leadership, and it's important how my dad leads his family and things like that. So I felt different pressure at different times, but um, nothing, I say nothing, nothing too crazy. Mm -hmm. uh, I did, I have a, another friend of mine, there was another pastor at the time who was, all, who was a good friend of mine, and he had kind of gone off the deep end. Mm -hmm. So that was different unfortunate situations, getting to see pressure or different things have an unfortunate effect. But um, yeah, I praise God for how he carried me. I think I grew a lot through that, just being 
going, being a PK, and mm-hmm. my dad was on worship. That's actually how I got into instruments. Cool. I was told that I was going to learn an <laughs> instrument because they needed a little side story on that. Um, we were having a youth Sunday, a youth-led Sunday mm-hmm. for worship, and they needed a bass player. Um, so my dad told me that I was going to learn the bass because they needed a bass player. So I Dude, like, right, how you, similar our stories are in that yes. is insane. But go yep. finish that. <laughs> no, it's all right. You have one month before it. I'll teach you. Oh, and yeah, yeah. love my dad. A lot of pressure for, for music, doing it well. But yeah, so that's kind of how I got started. I I know what it's like to be the, the first one to church and the last one to leave. Yes. Nice. Yep. Definitely got the church experience in that. Dude, that's awesome. I I have so, my my small musical bit of me which is not much um so relates to that because when i was in i I knew how to play acoustic guitar when i was in high school we had the high school we had our youth worship band um and i had a i think i was i might have been a freshman or sophomore and i had friends who were like seniors who were leading the band Mm. and they forced me (laughs) forced me to play bass for a Sunday. And it was like the week before they were like, here, here's a bass. Just do this. And after that is like, I, I was the bass player for a few years in the worship band. And then once they, I graduated, I had to actually lead with an acoustic and everything like that. But I mean, I probably, I don't think I could play. I definitely don't think I could play the bass anymore, but that is, that is literally how I was forced into bass guitar in a worship band. What is what, what are is the odds that? Of that? <laughs> what is that? Uh, we need a bass player. Get up here and player. play bass. Jesus wants you to do this. This is <laughs> right. Pull a, pull a card. All right. Fine. I guess. Um, <laughs> tell us a little bit about your wife. Uh, How would you meet your wife? And what's her name? And my wife is Megan Kathy, and she's the best. Yes. Ever. She's listening to this. She, she knows it. <laughs> awesome. I met her at a, a young adult group af- about a year after I graduated college. I think she was in her senior year of college. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, through mutual friends. We had a young adult group that kind of dissolved into other programs at our church, and I still wanted to be a part of something. So, yeah, went, went with my friend there and actually sat next to her the very first night, but it was completely dark in the sanctuary. So I had no idea who I was sitting next to. It was like, it's all the way. There's the row of chairs and she was like sitting at the very end. So I was just, I'm just friendly guy. So I just kind of walk over. It's like go all the way down the row and sit right next to her. I was like, shoot. I just sat. I just like walked across this whole aisle to this gal. And I have no idea who she is. I hope I didn't just hope that wasn't too weird. But that ended up uh, being Megan. <laughs> it <so>. worked. <laughs> Good. So, yeah, we had talked um, a little bit. She remember story. We didn't talk at all that night. I thought we did. Mm. But, yeah, got to know her um, for about half a year. Uh, in the young adult group, just the after after the sermon, we'd hang out afterwards and uh, at the tables. And one time we just got to got to talk and got to know each other. Awesome. So you've been married how long? We've been married for about a little over six months. Nice. Now, so pretty much know everything we need to for yeah. marriage, for marriage <laughs> sake. We're gonna write a book, right? Um, yeah. But yeah so kind of the progression of that she i got her degree in elementary education so yeah our our wives are similar exactly (laughs) so yeah so she got her degree she did some subbing 
for about uh, a year or two in different places. Um, we dated for a little over a year or so. Um, and then it would have been in March 2021 that we got or that I proposed and then got married in July. Awesome. So, what does she do now? She is currently a second grade teacher at Front Range Christian School here Ooh. in Littleton. So yeah, if you're listening to this, you probably know Front Range. Yes. That's awesome. The connection there. So crazy Super. connections too. just like <laughs> God works things out. There was a because we were looking. I had mm-hmm. uh, got accepted to Denver Seminary um, before mm-hmm. uh, before I had proposed. Um, she was looking around for different jobs as well because we knew we were we knew. We knew that we were going to get married shortly. <laughs> yeah. um, so there was the secretary at our church, her daughter, which was Amanda Paget, mm-hmm. who used to, I believe, was at Fathom, perhaps. But she had different connections, and she had just left Front Range, and that was our mm-hmm. connection there. So she had mentioned it to uh, me and interviewed for it, and everything just fell into place. So we're very very great awesome. for what she's up to. Well, right my now. next question was going to be, how yeah. did you get to fathom? <laughs> so again, I'd say it's, it's a small world and it's God's world. <laughs> yep. I'll say that. Um, we were, so when we moved to Denver in August, mm-hmm. um, for seminary starting and for her school starting, we were looking around trying different churches. And then, uh, I had known Amanda through master plan ministries. So I had known her and I knew she had moved to, call to Denver at some point Mm -hmm. to, um, I think to do worship. Um, so my dad actually ran into her at a wedding and they just got, they knew each other. So they got to talking and then she had, he had mentioned that we were in Denver now looking for a church Mm -hmm. and so that was the connection to, uh, to fathom through Amanda. And then he looked up, um, he looked up fathom's website and was checking, uh, checking fathom out. So Amanda and that John Holm was one of the elders and we had grown up with John Holm's dad. So the connections <laughs> are just so crazy. crazy. Lynn Holm <laughs> was his dad and they knew Lynn or my parents knew Lynn back in Minnesota when I was born. So the connection. Yeah. What? And when my mom went on her Air Force um, deployments and different things mm-hmm. like that, Lynn would come stay with us. So Lynn was like a second grandpa to oh. me. And then, then my dad looked up and he had known John briefly and had s- s- literally sent me the link and said, hey, Amanda's the worship leader and John is Lynn's <laughs> son, who's one of the elders. You should check it out. And we did. So the connections are just that wild. Is so crazy. Small world and it's God's world. The, you're right. You're right. That is awesome. Um, well, hey, thanks, Amanda. And thanks, John. Absolutely. For all those connections. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. Uh, what do you, as we're kind of mm. like wrapping things up, um, maybe give us a little bit of if your vision for um, the young adults here at Fathom. Like, what are you Definitely. what are you hoping for? What do you think God has a plan for for them? Um, just kind of getting us excited for for that ministry here at Fathom. Absolutely. So as we're getting it started and actually little plug, we are starting it tonight at the church. Yeah. At six, first six to seven 30. Awesome. Um, building the fellowship and accountability with each other is mm. definitely a big one. Having a group, it is helpful to have 
people in the same phase of life going through similar things that can relate and help you through different things mm -hmm. together. So definitely having that accountability and fellowship as, as a group mm -hmm. is definitely a big one when we meet together. And then going through scripture thoroughly. We're going to be doing uh, an exegetical study through 2 Corinthians for this phase. Going through it, having it more of a discussion, looking at the text, even looking at the original text so that we um, find deeper meaning or the, the true meaning of the scriptures, discussing it and applying it to life so that it doesn't just stay as really fascinating biblical knowledge for just your head, but actually keeping each other accountable of like, all right, this is how I want to implement scripture into my life. Mm -hmm. So having that accountability and then looking at scripture in a deeper way, in a more full way, just beyond concepts, but like what the, act the text actually says, mm -hmm. and then seeing how we can apply that to our lives. Like that's what, that's what I love to do with um, Bible studies actually mm -hmm. is like taking the text and making it a characteristic. Mm -hmm looking at what's this command, what is this truth about God, what is he calling us to do or be, and then saying, right, this is, I'm going to make this a, a characteristic. I want to be one who does this or one who has this mindset and then hmm. moving forward in that in a way where it's fun, it's fellowship, but we go deep. It's still conversation that leads to lifestyle, I suppose is kind of the the vision for the group mm -hmm. and and just doing life together beyond just once once a week or two but actually doing life so that's awesome as a small piece of vision that's that's hey you said we go deep that's what we do here at fathom we go deep and that's that's awesome hey joel we are super super excited that you are here um some some quick quick fun questions yes, sir. um what's your favorite season oh goodness um Winter, hot chocolate is amazing. Oh, ooh, okay, okay. Um, what's your favorite color? Uh, pixelated green. Wow, why Air Force? That's uh, military grade camouflage. So I still got that part of me. That is cool. Um, what is? What do you like to do for fun? If you had like, like a whole Saturday to yourself or something. Or spend time with my wife. That's yes, what, there it yeah, is. That is there it is. Also, uh, yep. <laughs> <laughs> Let's Another, say your wife had plans, or if, or something you guys do together. Um, carpentry has always been a love of mine, or for reason cultivated building things. I mm. absolutely love to. I worked for a contractor throughout college, and now I love building different stands, tables, plaques. I love the being creative and doing woodwork. Mm. So that's definitely something I love to do in my, in my spare time. And my wife will come up with projects for me. There you so go. So then I'll think of like, hey, this, we can go. use some shelves on this wall. I was like, <laughs> done. Love. What was the last thing it. you built? Last thing I built was a Keurig pod holder for my wife. There Made you go. a little <laughs> block, a T. I had the kind of idea for it because we had the Keurig and then mm -hmm. the pods were just kind of everywhere and then she was going to take it to her That's class. my house too. Yes. So <laughs> I put like an upside down T. It's like like nine inches tall mm -hmm. by six inches by three inches and I'd screwed different holes, pilot holes in it so each pod just kind of sticks in it and it can hold up to like 16 pods wow. at the same time. So to show you a picture of that. Uh, yeah, I might have to 
get one of those and pay you for one of those. Absolutely. Absolutely. We need I'll one. I'll be on Etsy. I'll be on Etsy. Yeah, there with you one go. of those. Um, what's your favorite movie? Uh, Inception. Oh, okay. I love Inception or Christopher Nolan films in general. Ooh, the kind of mind good. twisting ones. Yeah. I do like that. So you like movies that you have to think about. I love those movies. Yes. Um, what's your favorite band slash artist? Ah, uh, there's not, there's not, I was going to say, there's not I too many bands, quote right, unquote bands right. nowadays, but it's, band slash artist. It's difficult because I love so many music genres, depending. I'm a little bit of a metal guy, yeah, actually. Dude. So it could always go down for some Demon Hunter or Fit for a King. I know that's not everybody. That's not <laughs> this everybody's. Is bringing back, dude, memories. Yep. Not <laughs> yes. everybody's, but I do enjoy them. I love Christian rap. So Andy Minio or nice. KB. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd say those. And I love the 80s. So Bon Jovi does, and yeah. Journey. And, and you're all over the place. Hall and which Oats. is great. <laughs> it's, I love, or could always go for some Italian opera with Andrew Bocelli. Wow. So that was a, a wide it, range. Yes, that of, was a very, depends what I'm doing. There you depends go. Depends what I am doing. What do you, okay. Last question. Then yes, what sir. would you listen to as you're woodworking, as you're building Italian something? opera. Wow. Or German. I do appreciate the German <laughs> opera as well. So if I if I'm carving, I like very flowing music, building orchestra, wow, right. and then the powerful vocals of opera. So I do like a variety. That is awesome. We're gonna end it on that. Um, because I didn't think we would end our podcast on German opera. <laughs> but yes, that is sweet. Um, Joel, thank you so much for being Absolutely. with us. Um, Fathom Church, get to know Joel, especially all you young adults, college age, 18 to 20, whatever's get to know Joel, um, be a part of the, this D group that is starting here tonight. We're recording this on a Monday, but starting here tonight, um, we are really excited for this. We're really excited to have you and your wife here at Fathom, but thank you so much. Thanks for listening church. And we'll catch you next time. (music) 